What's up, guys? Super excited for you to listen to part two of our podcast with Thomas LeMay. I cannot wait for you to experience what else he has to say. Uh, excited to hear a little bit more about his story uh, and the overall view that he has in the world of construction. To it. And it wasn't just me. Many of, many of us, we're like an alumni, <laughs> uh, the people who work there. And we, uh, we, we still talk and, 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 and because we still support each other. It was a big it was a big mental health and we were like, Oh man. And this is like in the wild West, this is Nevada where people wear spurs and, and cowboy hats. So um, like there, you put the facade on, but yeah, like down deep, like we had deep conversations and supported each other um, to this day. We still do that. And I appreciate that. Like if I don't think if I had that support mechanism then and continued on, I yeah. think I would have left the industry because I was, um, when I was laid off and I was laid off, um, I was like, I, I think I'm going to try something. And so I went from like the being the most excited and just being innovative and trying all this stuff and like taking my first steps in the lean to uh, being ready to, 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 to try something else. So, but luckily I didn't, <laughs> but uh, uh, so after Las Vegas, I, I went back uh and went back to California. <clears throat> and uh, I was like, I want to try this approach, this visualization approach. We want to try um, this different way of, of kind of talking about our work and organizing and, and like engaging with, with the trades and talking to the designer. And so I was, uh, I got a job back with Rudolph and Slutton and um, I was a senior engineer. So now your senior engineer, a senior engineer is, is a person who uh, who is in charge of many, like three or four, maybe maybe one other project engineer. So like it's your, it was my first like management position, and now I had influence on like getting people to do things that I was interested in. So what we did, like like the the working with the VDC department, we did the same thing. We had a plotter. I was working on the headquarters of Hewlett Packard in Palo Alto. This was when uh, the Facebook uh, headquarters was across the street from our trailer. This is still back in the day. It was like 2009, 2010, I guess 2010. And uh, we tried it again. And all of a sudden they were like, hey, this looks like pole planning. Like somebody came by the trailer. And like they were like, I was like, what? what is this? What is this? And I'm like, I don't know. This is what we did in Vegas, man. Like this is, well, what is this? Um, so I actually, we, they actually had a, we actually had a project at UC Berkeley and I was like, I want to go tour that project and find out about this thing. So I went and toured that project. And I was like, tell me about this lean construction thing. And they're like, Oh, there's this whole uh, community of practice, like this whole thing. And I was like, uh, these are my people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got involved with LCI, Lean Construction Institute, at its, maybe not its beginning, but at its, in its early days in the Bay Area. And I met a couple of people um, in that, uh, I think you know some of them. Um, let me try to think of uh, like Iris Tomalin, Glenn Ballard. They're kind of the professors. I met them. A few other people, but one person I, I, I really, really enjoyed when I was meeting there is a, is a, is a woman named Paz Arroyo, and she was getting her, uh, I think, graduate degree in civil engineering, and she was talking about this method of 
choosing by advantages. Um, and I was like, this is, this is really good stuff. But I, I, I continued to try to make contact with Paz Arroyo uh, through that, through that, uh, through that community. And then also just, just, she would put out white papers or just, just things to learn about. And I'm like doing the should to the can thing, you know, and I'm like, I can learn these methods. I can learn the last planner system. I don't know if I will, but I can do it. And who, how do I can do it? I'm going to read the, I'm going to read these white papers. I'm going to get to know these people. I'm going to, I'm going to meet Felipe engineer Manquez. Um, when he was working with McCarthy out there and I meet these people and they're like, they took me from can to will by example, by inspiration, by whatever. And I was like, this is, this is great. And I want to do this and I can, and I, I will do it. So the will you have to have courage to will. Cause when you go like, I can do this, I can do this. Like, right. But when you take that first step and there's a, uh, there's this really good book. Um, it's conscious business by Fred, Fred Kaufman. Mm -hmm. um, check it out. Check it out. Such a good book. But um, he has this little story in there. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to not butcher it, but uh, he was, he was climbing like mountain climbing, but in a gym. And if you know, if you've done that, I don't do that because I'm not too shaped for that, but I, I, I can see with it. He was, he was at a point where he could see the next handhold, but he couldn't see where to put his foot next step. Mm. So mm. you can see, okay. So he's like, he, he calls down to his coach. He's like, Hey, is there a place to, for me to put my foot? I can't see it. And the coach is like, well, put your hand up there. And then once you get your hand up there, pull yourself up and then look for the foothold. And he's like, what look for What if it's not there? <laughs> he's like, He's like, well, if, if, you know, if it look, if it's not there, just, just go, sit back in your harness and, and try a different path. Cause he, you know, there he's tied off. So the worst, so he was afraid of the unknown. So he's going from, I can to, I will, but that takes courage because you can't see the next step. But uh, once you get there, then you can see where to put your foot. So it's like, it takes courage. And then you have to accept, I like that. you have to accept the unknown. Right. And for me, that's, that's really scary. Yeah. Um, so um, let's unpack, let's go back to the, I mean, the mental health side, but kind of, you know, we aim this podcast to be at our younger generation and, you know, you've been through it. You were 20 years in the, in the business now and you talked about it and it's kind of what we talked about beforehand. I see now where I see a bunch of young people that are going out there and they're working hard and they're trying to work through this, you know, should, I can, I will, but they do it at the cost of all the other things. They do it at the cost yeah. of their family, you know, their own mental health, their own relationships. And, you know, when I think about that, I was very lucky to have someone come in and speak to my class. And they told me, you know, Davis, if you can work 40, 50 hours a week and get your stuff done, and be efficient and go home to your family and kids and have a good life, do it. Because there's going to be so many people that will want to work that second, third shift to get ahead and they'll get promotions and, and all this stuff. But when they look back, like 
their home life will just be destroyed. So kind of talk about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you, how do you navigate that? That's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Um, because, uh, for a long time I was trying to make my, 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 uh, capacity bigger by just working out and not working like my body out, like just, just grinding it. And, uh, uh, you can learn a lot and you can get promoted and, and companies will value that. And they'll be like, Hey, Thomas, like you can take some time off. Like you're maxed out on your PTO, bro. <laughs> and I'll be like, nah, I got it. I'll, I'll take it next year. And the next year we work in a construction industry that's project-based. There's always a next, there's always another horizon. So the, the advice I will give you is being effective is incredibly important. And it's hard to be effective when you're, you're new in your role because you just, you don't know stuff and it's all discovery. A lot of it's That's discovery. Right. That's right. But what I, what I what was like talking about those best practices, the shoulds, if you have best practices that are given to you, if there's training manuals, if there's, if there's like the spec book over here and there's drawings over here and there's like a map on the wall and there's all this stuff, get effective with that. And what I mean by that is like, you have to, you have to get uh, really efficient with communication. Efficient. That means, cause it's time. It's all time. So I would say my, for me, uh, my most effective communication is one-on-one communication or one-on-many like it's all in person and it's hard these days and so the next effective set of communication is is um, written and it's written on a wall <laughs> it's not on a uh, on a screen because screens turn off so the effective communication is is visual visual communication and i was talking about like why was the the uh, the what we did in Las Vegas effective when I was young. Well, we we worked really hard, <laughs> number one. But it was a it was a more effective than a P six schedule because we uh, we went out and communicated that with our trades. We got their input and then we put their their input on pieces of paper and put them on walls. So that's that's really a, you got to be effective. And I say the worst form of communication. Or the worst form of effective communication, email. The worst. Uh, unless you're emailing like uh, your <laughs> visual board. Um, if you have to, uh, and, I, and I what I, in quality, we call this facts and stories. What, we, what we're trying to do is take a story, like we want this uh, concrete surface to be this level and that means it has to have all like, like just just all these specifications around it. And I'd be like, the fact is like there is no hole greater than three eighths of an inch. If it is, it's filled, right? <laughs> that's the that's the fact. Um, so how do we how do you do that? You have to learn how to be effective communication. So like, I love Jason Schroeder. He's like, read a book a week. How do you read a book a week? You get really damn good at reading. <laughs> And, and also, like, you don't always have to read. You can listen to it in your in your car. So, like, one thing that I do now, I don't listen to the radio when I'm driving. And I have a lot of uh, – I'm a regional manager, so I have a lot of, like, windshield time. So I listen to podcasts, how I got to know you guys. 
<laughs> or books or 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 things that are um, that 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 move me from should to can. It's your mobile <laughs> education center. Yes, yes. mobile school. <laughs> it's, it's so important to do that. So, like, if you're starting out uh, and and you're and you're new, and what like how do I how do I get a, become effective in my communication? Find people that are around you who who, who embody those those traits who are very effective. Uh, and it's not always the people who are charismatic or well-liked, but the people who are effective and superintendents generally are effective communicators, especially the superintendents. And, and one person, I, I still remember like to this day, Ron Leguelin, he's since retired, but he, he, he lives out in Santa Cruz now on the beach. But Ron nice. McClellan, I was like young Thomas in California. I'd like, I would follow him around. I would follow Ron around until he would be annoyed. <laughs> um, but I would try to, what I would try to do is anticipate what he was trying to communicate with. I would try to be like, okay, Ron's going to go. He's gonna, like, we have a, like a concrete pour coming. I want to go and see what he's looking at. Like, what are the things that... Uh, that Ron that's is smart. Like I like he's that. really, that's really yeah, good. So he's really efficient. So uh, first thing is like learn all the stuff you can too. Uh, you have to uh, find people that are effective and don't copy them, but like learn learn the fundamental basics. Around. Yeah. And then the, the third thing is ask for help. That's really good. <clears throat> you have to ask for help, and it's. When we talk about mental uh, stigmas and mental illness and, and some of the com- compounding or contributing factors to m- mental uh, illness, mm-hmm. and if you struggle with that, and I have, you feel trapped in yourself. You feel trapped in your brain. You feel that you can't escape from the situation. Mm-hmm. You feel, you feel, I felt weight on my, on my, on my chest, and it was hard to breathe because you're you're constricting <laughs> your air your airflow and your blood um and that's why you feel that way but it, you have to ask for help and i didn't ask for help until i was almost 40 years old <laughs> uh, and it was like i need to step away and uh, the person who, who who like saved me pause arroyo <laughs> She, she said, I don't even know. I've never even told her that. But Paz came into my, my life. She was looking for a job. I tried to hire her. <laughs> I was working at Turner Construction at the time. And I was like, I, we, we want somebody really smart, like Paz. And she's like, hey, like, you need to have a third-party <laughs> consultant or a third-party person because there's you have blind spots. Yeah. She's like, if you're... if if you're uh, if you're if you're tied up inside, you you can't see your way out. You have to seek counsel. You have to seek counsel. It's so important. So um, if you if you do those three things and do it on a loop, and you will succeed. You will fail. And and failure is not bad. It's learning. But take those learning experience, those learned experience, and the next time you do that cycle. Take what you learned and, and move forward. So, like, that's, that's all I do these days. And so, pause Arroyo, I'll kind of put the cap of the story. She's, she's like my coworker now. <laughs> so, I talk to her every day. And 
Awesome. Um, someone who I just dearly respect, incredibly grateful. And then two, uh, another person that's really uh, impactful in my career now is Callie Bennell. Callie Bennell went to Auburn. Hey, uh, <laughs> Try to make a connection. I didn't go to Auburn, but I do have some connections. Um, and Callie's the uh, same way, the same way. So I, I now have two people that, that I can just bounce ideas off of and they give me excellent feedback awesome. and it's real and it's real. It's not like we're trying to like claw over each other for the next, for the next position. Um, we all co-elevate each other. So that's, that's, uh, that's my advice, Davis. That's I hope. Awesome. <laughs> but I have a question. Uh, really for you, Davis, you say yeah. this a lot and it's very striking for me. Uh, and and, and t- tomorrow Get ready. Um, here at, at DPR, we're going to talk about culture uh, at, in our own, in our own organization. Mm-hmm. And, but you talk about working, you're proud to work at Brassfield and Gory. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why? And I'm not questioning like, <laughs> no, I'm like, why, why do you like it? Cause like, I, I get, I get to work with two people I deeply respect and they're challenging. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but also, uh, like we, we, we were allowed to have a lot of freedom to, to go around and help people. So why, why Davis, do you like, well, man, there's a lot of different things. I think my faith aligns with what they say. They, they say they want to honor the golden rule and that's the, uh, you know, that's big on my faith and what I believe, but also to every single person I've met, um, they've never been against me ever taking a break, ever me saying, Hey, I, I can't do it this week. Like this week, I'm going to have a, a short week. I, like, you know, when it's five o'clock, I got to go. Like every single one of my supervisors have been willing to, to work with me. And I've never worked for a company that's valued me as much as they have, that has sent me to go get trained as much as they have. The people that, you know, on these projects, I literally feel like there's some of my family members and it's cool. It's really cool to think that, you know, when I go to work today, I'm not, ah, man, this sucks. Like, man, I don't want to be here. Like these people, I don't want to be talking to today. Like I truly value the relationships I've had. So I think that's just a culmination of wrestling Gore. I could go on, but, um, you know, I think what they've done to grow as a company, they talk a lot about being very slow growth mindset. And I think they worked so hard at getting the right people to understand, you know, we value each other more than the projects we're going to do. We value the relationship side of it. And I know that's probably a lot of cliche, like a lot of companies can say that, but I truly do feel like when it comes down to it, like Rasslin and Gory, if, if you're having a hard time, we're going to help you schedule your work. If your Rasslin and Gory thinks that you're struggling, we're going to do whatever we can to help you. And I work for companies that whenever a subcontractor wasn't going the way, it's screw you, you better figure it out. Like, come on, let's go. I'm not helping you. It's like, you just, you're off in your own corner. You better figure it out. And I don't know, just at, at every level, I just feel like they value people. That's great. And it's about positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, if we, if, if, the, if you need to ask for help, right, no one's going to smack your hand down and say, Hey, no, right. you figure that out on your own. Or there's no, um, this, the stigma of go drop this person in the grease and let them figure it out. Right. 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 Oh, that's so important. That's, um, cool. that's, that's a great answer. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see, we see each other all the time. Pretty soon in uh, midtown Atlanta, we'll have competing tower cranes. There so, you go. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you're definitely welcome to come check out our stuff. As well. oh, so yeah. excited. 
Appreciate that. Thomas, kind of as we, as we wind down, we, that we ask these two questions. Um, My question isn't the, the better question, but we'll go with this. What are some qualities you think if the younger generations want to come to construction, what are some qualities you think they should pursue? Definitely, um, uh, education is, is key, but it's not primary. Education is, is, will get you in the door. It, it definitely will. It will get you in the door. So it's, it's important to do that. But also, um, you don't have to follow a prescriptive path. Um, so what I mean by that is, like, you don't have to, if, like, you don't have to be a civil engineer or whatever. You don't have to fit a mold anymore. And in fact, it's not it's not even encouraged. We want to have a diverse diverse inclusion. And the reason why <laughs> you want to have people who don't look like you or people who haven't have your same background or just people who have different mindsets or skill sets is because they'll they'll look out for each other's blind spots. So, <laughs> so that's, 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 that's number one. So like have an open mind to that. That's, that's really key. And then two, um, once you get your foot in the door or once you get any opportunity, start learning, learn, 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 learn. How do you learn to go try stuff out You follow Ron Leguelan around the job site for hours until he gives you an assignment? <laughs> Uh, ask why, ask for help, ask, 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 be a sponge. Um, I've just had some, so many great people that have, have crossed paths with me who are now like CEOs. <laughs> um, but so like the, all of the connections you make, Davis and Walker, and, and those listening, value those. And really try to make deep connections at your level. So at the level that you're at now, make really deep connections. So I, I have uh, really good connections with many um, design in, industry people because I made those connections in California 15 years ago. Uh, those yeah. people are now uh, associates and principals of companies, and you can pick up the phone and call. And then same thing with the people who you work with. They'll, they'll might go to other companies, but if you can stay in touch with those people and keep keep a network, those people will help you out on, over time. Like it's, 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 it's like compounding interest. You have to make those investments now. Right. Uh, if you don't, you, you, they'll be so much more expensive to make uh, later. Right. Cause it's just, it's just power of compounding interest. And then, um, dang, there's, it's like the golden era right now for like production. <laughs> so get, if you want to be a, a, a any any kind of a builder understand these fundamental uh, things about production it's like so number one go ahead and subscribe to davis and walker's land foundations podcast <laughs> like me because i learned like i have so much stuff i learned from you guys that's why i'm like i gotta like i gotta get on and talk to these guys and so i can reinforce that thank message then too thank you like there's so much stuff out there oh my god so um, one thing we're, I'm going to talk about with, uh, is the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a podcast, uh, about the goal on learnings and missteps with Jesse Hernandez. And the reason why the goal is important to me 
is it changed my whole uh, outlook on life. Um, so that was that moment when I met Paz Arroyo. I, I got connected to really awesome people in, at UC Berkeley and LCI and like had great opportunity working at Turner Construction. I just, those, that company is just great. Um, but I started to see a, a better and more efficient way. And that's about uh, understanding constraints. And so if you're on a construction project, you're, they're full of constraints. It's all roadblocks. And I do this exercise now. I teach people this idea. But in, in early in, in the Bay Area, there was a there was a uh, vehicle accident on 880 going south. And it was a tanker truck and it caught fire and it burned an overpass. And so the overpass fell onto a roadway and it blocked the road. So I, I used the photo of that and say, what's the constraint? What's the constraint? And everybody's like, it's the roads blocked. And I'm like, there's two, there's two roads blocked. One, there is no road. And that direction of traffic is affected, right? The people who had southbound 880 had to go to Oakland or, or south down to San, San Jose were affected getting off the Bay Bridge because there was, there was no road. And then the other road had a road in the roadway blocking it. So you have to understand the constraint and now we have to understand uh, what's affected, right? The flow of work, the direction of traffic, what peoples are affected. So now we can be like, oh, there's two roads affected. So now we're affecting two flows of traffic. And now, okay, now we have to start, start uh, assigning resources. So that was like, when I read that goal, man, that's all. I'd also pick that one up. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we're going to do a podcast over there with Jesse. Um, but but definitely uh, check that out. But like, learn those things, and then it's like I said, it's the goal. All you know, all all this that you, you've come to uh, attain over your years of experience, and and just everything that you've gotten to accumulate, all the people you've gotten to meet, uh, and the lessons you've gotten to learn. Because the longer you, as we know, the longer you live your life, the more lessons that you definitely learn, good or bad. Uh, and, and so hopefully more good than bad. <laughs> but with with all of that, you know, what would you go back in time and tell your twenty year old self with everything that you've accumulated now? If, if you if you wish you knew, you know, one or two things uh, back when you started all this, you know, what would it be? Great question. Every time, <laughs> use use your words. Mm. That's good. Use your words, all of them. So I didn't learn that until we were renovating a uh, middle middle school. And the associate principal was talking to like a like a 10, 10 or a 10 year old, like a sixth grader, right. I think. Or maybe they're older than that. But they were like, she was she was saying, hey, trying to get some, they were having a, a terse conversation. She's like, use your words. And I was like, dang, that was like the most genius thing. Cause like I at when I was 20 years old, I would would be vindictive. I would try to hide stuff. I'd try to get stuff over on people, play all the construction games, you know, that we play with each other. It's like, just use all of your words. And even better, all of your words, put them up on the wall <laughs> and leave them there. So what would I do? I'd go back. I'd bring the associate principal with me if I had the time machine. And I would say, Thomas, use your words. That's awesome. That's really good. <laughs> Thomas, man, that was fantastic. We truly uh, appreciate uh, just your outlook on it. And, and honestly, I think you might be the first quality guy that we've had 
which is cool to see how how you look at things, how things resonate in your mind based off your experiences uh, and and just the high level uh, that you expect things to be in, in, in your everyday life personally and also professionally. Uh, so again, truly thank you for your time. Looking forward to tomorrow. For those of you who don't know, uh, Davis and I get to meet up uh, with the group. Uh, so it's, it's going to be Jen and and uh, Jesse and Adam and Thomas uh, and us. And it's, it's going to be a blast. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. Get to uh, meet up together in person for the first time for all of us, except for uh, me and Thomas. So that's going to be super exciting. Uh, but again, Thomas, appreciate all you do, man. Yeah, I'm super looking forward. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast today. We cannot tell you how thankful we are for every single one of our listeners. And we genuinely want to know and learn about you a little bit more. So if you're interested, uh, maybe sending us a question or just saying, hey, or wanted to talk to us a little bit, please reach out to us at contact at laying-foundations.com. If you need, if you didn't hear that, didn't understand it, you can go in our show notes and just click on the link and write us an email. Please, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Seriously, me and Davis get excited every single time we get an email from one of our listeners. It, it, it genuinely makes our day. But if you want to find out a little bit more about us uh, via social media, Davis is going to tell you a little bit how to do that. Yeah, thanks, Walker. Guys, like Walker said, reach out to us any way you can. We appreciate feedback, whether you like it or not. You know, it helps us grow in any way. We're welcome. We're, we're here to listen. And whenever you guys tell us, we're going to try to implement that into our strategy. But how to get in contact with us on social media. We have a LinkedIn account called the Lang Foundations Podcast. We have – uh, Walker, Walker Lots LinkedIn profile. We have Davis Hambrick LinkedIn profile. We have a TikTok page called Lang.Foundations. We have an Instagram page, Lang Foundations. And then, you know, that's where we're at. These are all down in the in the show notes. But guys, we just want to put this out there. And however you want to get in contact with us, we're, we're, we're imploring you, please just reach out to us. We'll respond. We'll get back to you. And we want to hear from you. That that you're the reason, one of the reasons why we're doing this. We want to hear from you. We want to hear feedback. How can we grow and how can we get better? Because like we said before, um, receiving accountability and receiving feedback is one of our core values, and that defines Walker and I at our core. We want to hear your feedback. And we want to be be held accountable.